Hey, welcome to Docs and Crocs. I'm Docs. I'm Crocs. And uh, every week we're going to sit on this couch and uh, check in. Yeah, we'll be checking in with you. You'll be checking in with us. What's good? What's current? And uh, if you stick around long enough, you might just get a good laugh. Definitely not. Or even become a better person. Certainly not. Thanks for listening. All right. Here we are. Here we are. It's happening. This is getting off the ground. We're starting. <laughs> Check engine light has finally gone off. Yeah. I was just saying, like, it would be hilarious if we recorded, like, over an hour of this and then there was no audio at all. I mean, we basically spent an hour of not getting audio and trying to figure out how to get our microphones to work and record. Yeah, all the good stuff already happened. Yeah, we don't have any content left. Yeah, and this is the first episode. <laughs> So I think we're in a little bit of trouble here. <laughs> um, no, so we're gonna we're gonna do this. We have to commit right now. We're gonna do this every Sunday. Every Sunday. Yeah. So I guess the I guess the episodes will come out on Monday then. Right. Whenever they get edited, 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 people will wake up Monday morning and get to enjoy this. Yeah. You know, I'll upload it. We'll upload it like Sunday night. So Monday morning it should be out, and then. Wow. People can listen driving to work. Okay. I would love to be that. I want to be the sexy voice you listen to on your way to work. Welcome to Monday mornings. I really... Was is that, that your... Uh, is that... Is, is that, that your... Is that the vibe we were going for? Is that your sexy voice? I don't think you want to hear my sexy voice. I don't think I, I do either. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's reserved for a special someone. What's her name? So anyways... That's what I thought. No, I, I mean, like, you know, people are driving. Really, though, like, think about yeah. it. We could be those guys. Like, we could be the guys. We could be. I think we're going to have a certain demographic, but it'll definitely be, like, the the 23-year-old. Specifically. Girl who works at Starbucks, and she puts on our podcast. Why are you morning. talking about my future wife like that? And, um, who, <laughs> Jenna Ortega? <laughs> I, w- I wish, dude. Jenna Ortega is going to be driving to work. I have she's going to gonna say, be listening. Welcome to the Docs and Crocs podcast. Jenna Ortega has awakened a goth girl thing in me. <laughs> <laughs> We're I, coming off the ground hot, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. I didn't know existed. I didn't think I would ever be into goth girls, but Jenna Ortega has Wednesday <laughs> has awakened something in me. I don't know if I can put it back in the cage now that it's out. I'm gonna. I'm here for you, though. Oh, you are. I'm here for you. Thank you. We can start a support that. group. I wonder if there's a gen. Gentle <laughs> <laughs> <Jenna Ortega's> support. <laughs> <laughs> you need to start the. You need to start the. Um, a goth girl obsession has been awakened in me. Support group. <laughs> You'll Hi, my be name's the first Jonathan. member. It's been a. Uh, Hi, a Jonathan. Few, it's been a few days since I last thought about Gentle Ortega <laughs> or watched Wednesday. On Netflix, <laughs> and um, I just didn't know my life would end up like this after watching Wednesday. You're gonna get a, uh, you'll get like a wellness check, and they'll find that you have like cases of black eyeliner <laughs> in your bathroom drawer, just in case, just in case a girl comes over and you're like, hey, the fact that you're not wearing copious amounts of eyeliner right now is gonna Listen, throw me off. I don't think you're as attractive as you could be. And you could be much more attractive if you put on copious amounts of black eyeliner. Oh, yeah. God. All right. Well, 
That's my. We're coming off the ground hot. That's that's uh, my general Ortega spiel. <laughs> I'm, I'm weeping already. It's, oh, it's it's the emotionless face for me. Definitely. And yeah. I I think yeah, the yeah. dance scene where she just mm. did this flamboyant peacock mating ritual. Oh. <laughs> with no with no expression Don't bring you to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I know. Yeah. Now that I know what what gets you going. Don't bring Jonathan around peacocks. Right. Okay. Or emotionless goth girls. Gotcha. Because <laughs> either one's a fatal a duo. The problem is that pe- peacocks are very colorful and goth girls are not. That's the mix-up. That's why the dancing scene with Jenna Ortega works so well. That's why you're having some, some confusion. Yeah. Well, you're, you're having some... You know, it's a confusing time to be your age. <laughs> there are other boys who are... <laughs> Also at a confusing time. We're just going to have an ad that says, are you confused about goth girls? <laughs> <laughs> Call 1-800-GOTH-RECOVERY. Nobody's going to sponsor this podcast. Nobody. Not with Except the, maybe... Not with that attitude. Like L'Oreal. Ooh. For like their new eyeliner. That's a goth line. girl inspired yeah. by Wednesday Adams. I feel like that show is... There's no way that that show is not going to incredibly impact like fashion right now. I, w- I haven't looked, but like I just feel like because of its like explosive popularity, yeah. I feel like like goth and punk is gonna come back with like a resurgence. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> the sigh at the end. I sure hope so. I had a I had like a goth phase. No, you didn't. I didn't. I did, or, or like a punkish phase. Like I used to, I was probably thirteen, twelve or thirteen, and I would wear black eyeliner. No, out. In public, yeah. Very. I would get my mom to put it on for me. <laughs> I'm not even joking. And um, did you listen to, like grunge, punk, and metal bands? Yes, I had a MySpace account. Okay, so get this: there was a girl. So what's funny? Well, hold on. <laughs> uh oh. There was a girl in my neighborhood. Naturally. Um, named Brianna, which is hilarious because my wife's name is Brianna now. But this is I was 12, so. Yeah. Um, anyway, she was a lot older than me and I had no business hanging out with her, but I would go to her house and hang out with her and she was goth. Like she was all like blackout everything. And she helped me set up my MySpace account (laughs) and then like took a picture of me with like my black eyeliner on. I want to see this MySpace (laughs) picture so bad now. It does not exist anymore. If somebody can find that picture, I will pay lots of money. And I had like a black shirt that was too tight that had flames on it. And uh, I had spiky hair, and we had frosted the tips. No, I had like I had blonde spiked hair. Yeah, oh yeah. And then, um, but when my hair was down, if I didn't spike it up, the kids at school would make fun of me because they would say it looked like a cow pissed on my head. Oh, specifically, I don't know what determined what's what about the splatter pattern of bleach on my head looked like like cow urine, but that was that's what they said. That's what they went with. Yeah, I wonder if you could like. Study the splatter patterns <laughs> of pieces. That's not you're not gonna find me doing that. It could be a study. Um we're we're so for those listening who don't know, we're recording this during the Super Bowl, actually. The Super Bowl like just ended a minute ago, right? It, there was eight seconds left, the last Who was winning? It was Kansas City thirty eight to Philadelphia's thirty five. So did you remember we broke the wishbone? We did. So who did you win? 
Yeah, I think I. You won. Yeah, I won. Because I said. Right. You said Philadelphia, right? I don't even see. I won the wishbone. This is how bad I am. I I really, I care so little about sports. (laughs) I just know it was the Eagles and the. Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs. I went with the Chiefs. You did. Yeah. So oh, you were wrong. The chicken lied to us. No. Well, you you broke the big part of the wishbone though. Is it the big part of the wishbone loses? Wins. Well, I said Philadelphia. The Eagles, right? Yeah. And aren't the Eagles winning? No, the Chiefs are winning. Oh, so I won. But you got the smaller piece of the wishbone. Yeah, but I won. Okay. <laughs> I apparently don't know how football works or wishbones. That's what we learned today. Yeah, that was evident. <sighs> that was evident by so your th- comments on the... But the halftime show... Okay. Was I'm glad... Thank you. Yeah. Let's talk about that. And that was weak. That was really bad. Um, compared to last... So we actually turned on last year's halftime show to make up for how bad this one was. It just wasn't the same. Last time, last year's halftime show just had so much going on that your eyes were always on the stars. But when they zoomed out, wow. there was so much going on. And you were just so entrapped with Snoop Doggy Dog or 50 Cent hanging on the wow. ceiling or Kendrick Lamar. But listen, I'm sure Rihanna's very talented. I can't do it. Or, or my boy Marshall. Marshall, yeah. But Rihanna, you need some backup there. I don't know what. Do you think it's because of the recession? <laughs> Biden's plan is just sending our <laughs> Super Bowl budgets into recession. I just, yeah, you had like, I don't know, last, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, last year, Six yeah, they stars. had to pay all those stars. This year, they had enough to pay Rihanna and like 500 wannabe Kanye's to dance around. Really. Yeah, and a couple floating platforms. Maybe that's where the budget went. Was yeah. The platforms. Just the you know what it reminded me of? What was that show that was like really trending for a while? That like, with all the people, all the people in the green suits, and they all have to like. Oh, Squid Games. Squid Games. Oh, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. That's what Rihanna's halftime show reminded me of. That she was the chosen one. She was like the the guys who had the the symbols on their faces in the red suits, and everybody else oh, okay. was like the contestants. Yeah. I see. Like they were all vying for her attention so that they don't get like shot or blown up or what. I didn't watch. I didn't watch Squid Games. If you can't tell, I, I didn't either. I just know people die for not doing the right thing, and then Mr. Beast tried to replicate it. Mr. Beast is an impressive feat. He's an impressive, impressive fella. An impressist. He's an impressist fellust. Fellust. Yeah, I just made that up. No, he's a big dude. Maybe we'll have him on as a guest. <laughs> Mr. Beast, come on on. Yeah, come yeah. On, uh, just, come on to the docks hop, and hop on over. Yeah, no big deal. Just come and sit in the living room. It's not going to look like this in the future. Um, we're recording video. I don't know how much video we're going to use or where it's going to go. I don't think... I was thinking about it. I don't think we should post like full-length YouTube. Just clips, you know? Right. Just clips. Content. Just the content. Li- little funny bits. Just the little TikTok, TikTok tiddlies. You know, everyone loves a good TikTok. Everyone loves a, a, a good TikTok twiddle. What, what is your TikTok for you page consist of? My TikTok for you page? Yeah, what is, what is your TikTok Let's for take you a page look. consist of? My TikTok for you page, <clears throat> for the most part, is like between 20 and 30-year-olds Okay. doing Naturally. skits in their house. Okay. That's like the majority. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's a couple of like those really lonely kids that like make videos alone in their room and they play all of the characters. Love those. Yeah. Love those kids. And I'm definitely following, like 100%. And then, like, the people from Vine. I've got a few of the people from Vine on there. Yeah. Who, like, 
you know, it's it's funny for two reasons. It's funny because they're funny, and then it's also funny because you kind of feel bad. You're like, man, remember when you were on Vine, and now you're you're just on TikTok still, kind of. Remember the glory days when you were really funny, and now you're just kind of funny. But yeah. but a person who I think has gotten better with age, Josh Peck. Oh heck yeah! Oh definitely. He Drake and Josh. He's a classic lovable doof character. You love the guy. You understand the struggles, and then now he's just ripped, jacked with a kid, and he's still hilarious. Yeah. You know who else? I just, I just came up, because I'm scrolling as you're talking. Philip DeFranco. Do you know Philip DeFranco? Which one's he? Philip DeFranco started on <clears throat> YouTube, and he would record in his room, and he would do, like, the news. This guy made himself a newscaster. Like, he made himself the guy who's going to tell you unbiased current events. Wow. He made himself that guy. And he's created, like, a freaking, I mean, he's got, let's see how many followers he has on TikTok now. Of course, it's the one time in my entire life that TikTok's not going to load. When I have, like, 30 million things to do, 2.5 million followers on TikTok. That's This impressive. guy's been around since I was in middle school. And he was, like, a kid in his room. And he was like, did you hear about the tanks that they're sending? da 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 and now he's still doing that. U.S. says that UFOs are not aliens. Oh, aren't not. Oh, let's talk about that. Can we talk about that? Aren't not aliens? Can we talk about the, the aren't not aliens that's going on over our country right now? Uh, I don't know, man. Starting with the Chinese balloon. Naturally. <laughs> so, you, so you have the Chinese balloon. They send a balloon the size of two buses right. over the U.S., and I heard yesterday that it was hovering over a missile silo. That's not so in slow. Ohio, I think. Which there's too much going on in Ohio right now. But I think the balloon was hovering over a missile silo in Ohio and transmitting what it was hearing. So it was like listening to this silo to like just listen to what we talk about our what we say about our missiles, you know. Of course. But we're let's we're the guys in the missile silo. Yep. <clears throat> uh, morning, Steve. Hey, Bob. Um, you flipping all those switches and pushing all those buttons? I'm pushing them real well. And, I'm, and I'm twisting them real well, just like I turned your wife over last night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's surreal. Well, uh, I put soy milk in your latte, so here you go. Yeah, who's laughing now? Hey, did you see the big thing in the sky? <clears throat> I'm having an allergic reaction. Oh, oh you're allergic? Oh, they're probably listening to that. I hope China don't just don't record this part. Don't record this part. I didn't. Oh, you're breaking up, China. Sorry. Anyway, that's probably what happened. So anyway, it hovered over the missile silo, <laughs> and then uh, and then yeah, it kept going. It, like somebody, the way that they put it was like it realized that we saw it there, and then it like and then it realized. It you know, after it realized that we saw it, once it came in the United States. But yeah, why didn't we shoot it down sooner? That's what I want to... So anyway, okay, so we have the balloon. Then you've got an unidentified flying object over Alaska. Yeah. Not a balloon. Not a balloon. They shoot it down. It falls onto ice. It falls onto, like, frozen water. Then there's another unidentified flying object over Canada. Mm-hmm. We shoot that down. Yep. Then a mountaintop astrophotographer catches... A curtain of laser beams shooting down from space over Hawaii. That's us. In a time lapse, time lapse video, and then there was another UFO over Canada. So, like, what are we? Is this it? I think this is it. 
I think this is the last, the first and the last podcast, just because it's the apocalypse at this point. Maybe we chose a bad time to start. Maybe this will be, hey, what if we're the reason the aliens don't kill us? Our podcast. Can the, can the balloon? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, Mr. Balloon. (laughs) I wish the balloon would hover over our podcast and transmit this. Hey, you suck. Yeah. Your balloon is ugly. You should have painted something on it. You guys ever been to the balloon festival in New Mexico? Probably not, because your balloon sucks. No inspiration. Zero out of ten. But really, though, I want to, like, what do you feel honestly in your, do you feel anything about any of this? I, like, you do know, you have any thoughts or feelings about it that are, like, genuine? You know, after I just, like, stopped following a lot of the news, any news headlines that come in, I'm like, okay. Like, it doesn't change my day-to-day life. I see a couple social media posts about this or that. But I don't want to say that I don't care, but, like, I don't care. <laughs> do, you, do you think that that... Th- isn't this the beginning of the movie, though? Like, this is this is where the, the apocalyptic movie starts. It, like, does it a flashback, be. and everybody's just walking past the TV. Yeah. And the news is like, three UFOs were shot down over the... Right. And everyone's like, eh, they're not even paying attention. They're just, like, having their birthdays still and their bachelorette parties. I mean, and then it, like, flashes forward, and everybody's dead. Back in 2012, we thought the world was going to end. And then, then... We've survived a few apocalypses. I survived Y2K. So did you. Uh, we both survived Y2K. We, we, yeah, we both survived that apparently. But there's just like, I think most of the news today is garnered to draw your attention. Mm. It's like very attention-seeking, flashy headlines, things that sound very good at face value. Right. But when you actually look into it, there isn't a whole lot of substance there. And it's just taking you down this rabbit hole of of consistently seeking something that actually doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So let's take this minute then right now cuz every I think every time we do one of these podcasts I think it's important that we talk about something that's like helpful. Obviously we're just going to do us, but like let's talk about that. Let's talk about the amount of information that's being pumped to the masses. We're being inundated from polarizing sides with information right. constantly. And how do you survive that? How do you have a level mind? And how do you take on this information and, and get anything from it that's helpful while still living healthy? Like, I have an answer to that. What are your thoughts? I think to start out with, what's important is I don't, I wouldn't take advice from, I wouldn't take criticism from someone that I wouldn't take advice from. Mm. So if you have access into my life, it's because I trust you and I see something in your life that I want to replicate in my own life. Mm-hmm. And so if, Say these people on major news news channels, Fox Sports, CNN, whatever news site, the person who's telling me this information I know virtually nothing about. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a couple headlines about a scandal they've been through, but they're presenting this information that's been compiled for a team that I know nothing about. Is what they're saying important? Does it have some merit? Absolutely. But if I'm going to get all wrapped up in just something that I discovered one day, I think that's a really big waste of energy. Like when the 2020 election was happening. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think that's what a lot of people are doing is what you just said. Because they have so little established identity 
that they grab on a one thing that they hear and they go, okay, I can build an identity off of this because this is one of the loudest things that I'm hearing right now. So I haven't had a voice for most of my life, but if I cling to this, I now have a voice that's rooted in the loudest thing that's being pumped out on the news and social media. Right. And I think once I get my life to a place where I can face my problems, extra problems only add to that load. So why am I going to deal with these problems that I can do virtually nothing to change and get wrapped up and invest my energy and my time into when I already have so many things in my own life that I can work on and I can solve? Whereas I, I find so many other people neglect their own problems and their own struggles and so they try to latch on to solving other people's problems and solving these massive giant oppressing problems that no one can do nothing about yeah it's i think it's pretty dumb my, my way of approaching most of this has been like if i hear anything that's really polarizing i'll immediately look for the opposite Right. Like, I'll search for the opposite. If I see a headline, it's like, this person sucks, bogus. I'll just look for the opposite headline, like, that talks about how amazing that person is. Or, like, I'll just look for the opposite of whatever I heard, and then I'll find the common ground between those articles. Like, where are they saying the same thing? Right. And that's the only part that I'll take in. It's like, okay, so this is, we can agree on this. Like, this is level-headed information. Right. You know what I mean? I think, but let me be honest, though, after all that. <laughs> I'm kind of like uh, nervous, <laughs> like about this one, about this one. I'm right. not usually, I don't take things like, you know, my mother-in-law will call and be like, did you guys buy water? Everything's about to shut down. I'm like, okay, go buy ammo. I'm, I have some, like I, everything's going to be fine. Like fill up your tanks and like nothing's ever happened. But this is the one time that I'm like, China, we just uncovered, apparently, apparently we uncovered this whole new program that China has sent balloons all over the world. So they've got like reconnaissance balloons floating all over the place right now. Right. Which I'm like, that's a really, Sus. there's a lot of audacity to do that. Sus. And I just feel like, don't we have enough supply chain issues? Half of our crap is made in China. And now we're about to be mad at China? Like, come on. This, come on. First, this stinks to high heaven. First COVID and now balloons. Come on, guys. What are you doing? China needs to get their stuff together, obviously. Maybe the balloons are full of new COVID. COVID-23. Uh, <laughs> I won't even go there. No, just because I said that, this uh, episode's going to be flagged with um, fact-checked COVID uh, whatevers. It was a joke. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> funny. Anyway, we funny both... Um, I, I'm, I'm willing to move on from that. But I'm just... I'm a little bit like... I just think... Like, you know, what happens if we... If we're going to have more stuff... I just want to be able to go to the store... And buy eggs for less than $20. That's my thing. You need a Costco membership. I, we have Sam's Club. That's, that's the wrong answer. No, Sam's Club is pretty fire. I go back and forth between Sam's Club and Harbor Freight, and I could live between those two Did places. you taste that rotisserie chicken from Costco today? I did. It was gasmic. It was <laughs> gasmic. That was the most gasmic chicken I've ever had in my life. Life, life. Oh, that reminds me. I still have chicken thighs marinating in the fridge. Ooh. In case uh, you're unaware, listeners, we're both culinary masterminds. Of in, course. In our own Several right. Michelin stars, obviously. Several several stars. 18, probably. We, <laughs> we tried to start a YouTube channel called Up Your Game, where we like... There was one video. There's one. There's one episode. Go check it out. We make tacos for our friends. I won. <sighs> they really like it. A tacos. raw onion lost me the game. Hey, man. Got to be careful about those raw onions. 
my steak was perfectly cooked. I have to give it you that, actually. It was juicy. I have to give you that. It was... Your steak was better than mine, but your onions threw my, off the My peppers and onions just threw it. But we do, we do everything together at this point. It's kind of... We it's work kind together. Of we both work. So we work in an escape room. Yes. We. I talk about you so often that my wife is getting nervous. <laughs> you're the. <laughs> you're the girl that I bring up too many times oh. in my stories. <laughs> you versus the girl he tells you not to worry <laughs> you're about. The, <laughs> you're the girl I picture. tell my wife not to worry about. Wow. She'll like make saucy comments. So she'll be like, oh. Are you going to do that with Jonathan? Oh, <laughs> man. I'm a source of contention. And the, No, not really, though. You're like family. She she made another comment the other day that was actually positive. She was talking about how um, like comfortable you are when you come to our house. Like you, you come to our house like it's your house. And we don't have a lot of people that we feel that way with. So we were like, right. we were talking about how we were glad that we got to like be that. Because we've been that to only like two people. And you're the second one. So. Yeah. I think, I don't know. We can go into a little bit about family here. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, you become family. Right. I think growing up, I moved around a lot. Um, my dad was in the military. And so a house was never really a home. It was just a landing pad for me. Mm. Um. And so now that I'm starting to settle down from all, all of that situation and starting to form my own path, I think it's really important to have a place that is a home that isn't necessarily just where you live. I think you, you should have, you know, the place where you're staying at currently, but also having another place that you can call home just in case. I mean, if you have multiple points of support, like if you're building a bridge or building a, a building, you need multiple stability points. Ooh. And so in your own life. Here we life, go. <laughs> Here we go. In your own life. if Can you we have the organ player come back up? <laughs> <laughs> so in your own life, if you fashion like your emotional and your mental stability on more than one area and in, based in more than one location, I think it just, I think it offers so much more. Than just having one place. Dang. Yeah. That was pretty deep. You're spitting all these little nuggets. Is this still recording? Doesn't it look like it's not moving? Uh, see, I think it's so large and so long that. So we've just been we've just been doing it. Like, what is this big line? There's just a big flat line right there. Uh, like, none of that. I. And then there's a flat line. I mean, it, it looks like we're still recording. It does look voices. like it. Yeah, the voices are happening. I don't know. We'll see, guys. We're really, we're troubleshooting it. This is. We're really just seeing what happens. Oh, I just saw a movement. I just saw a little movement. All right, well, we'll just see what happens. Hopefully, it's fine. I'm sweating a little bit. I'm nervous a little bit that we're going to put out our like our best stuff, and then that's going to be it. In case you couldn't tell. And then it's all downhill. It's all down from there. We yeah. were both, um, speaking of family, and speaking of your little your nuggets and everything, mm -hmm. we were both, we've both been preachers. Yeah. We've both been pastors in our in our time. Yeah. We met because I was a pastor, a college pastor, and mm -hmm. you came in as one of the young adults, and then you were a youth pastor. I, I later became a youth pastor. Became a youth pastor. Yeah. And then we both time. retired from ministry. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> 
I think, yeah, ministry's hard, man. Ministry's hard. I was get. It's funny because you'll make jokes like, "Yeah, getting paid to like uh, have people who don't like pretend that people who don't like you are your friends." But then I was like, "Well, no, I wasn't getting paid. So <laughs> I was not getting paid to." Have people who talked a whole lot of crap about me uh, be my friends. Uh, <laughs> and that's that's the tough part of of ministry. It's rough, you know, because mm-hmm. I think, you know, for me, like the motivation going into ministry was like, it was like the thing I had to do. I was like, I have to do this. Right. You know, I love Jesus. Here we go. I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going to do the thing. And I've got main character vibes like crazy. I've got bad main character vibes like like red flag main character vibes. It's almost it's yeah, it could be a red flag. I'm getting real nervous about that flat line. Look at everything else. Ba 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 flat line. It's still picking up, so I think we're fine. I'm so why isn't it look like it? Though? I don't know. Why doesn't it look maybe it hasn't because loaded yet? Make, I don't know. <laughs> um I've got yeah, I got like I watch a movie and then I feel like that. You know what I mean? I'm one of those. Like I watch a movie and then I feel like the movie uh, for, for like a for like a few days. Yeah, 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 I've had that before. It sticks with me. Yeah, you just see like a certain movie and then you do things while you're alone. Like there's a camera on you. Yes. Or like you have an internal monologue or you write in your journal. Mm. Like somebody's gonna read it one day. Do you look out the window and there's like a soundtrack? <laughs> I do. I swear to God. I swear to God. If it's raining, oh my. <laughs> Oh my! Well, I'm so tired I'm of the rain. A, and I'm looking out a window. It's like there's there's a soundtrack playing for that. You're just the new face of lo-fi music. That's why I have to act. Like that's why I have to be an actor. So for those who don't know, I left the ministry, and my goal now is just to pursue full-time acting and and like content because that's what I like to do. I we realize that like that's what it comes down to for me. It's like I have too many interests. Right. And. While I was in ministry, I wasn't focusing on any of my interests. It was just like, I have to do this one thing. But I was like, I'm not a one thing guy. I'm like a thousand things guy. And so I got I have to act. It's like, give me a new character every week. And there's just, I got I, I to get, get into it. It's just who I am. I have to. I have to get it out. I need to like put the characters in my head somewhere. And so ministry was rough because you're just, I hate, I don't want to say this. It's, it's kind of true, but I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. You're playing one character. Yeah. All the time. It's just one. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so many characters. I have so many, there's so many parts to my personality. I'm such a dynamic person. I'm playing this one character that has to smile through being talked down to by like 15 year olds. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's what ministry is. I'm almost 30 and ministry was just having people many years younger than me tell me that I'm stupid like constantly. And that was rough. And I had to just be like, well, I appreciate your perspective, brother, but <laughs> perhaps we should bring in a mediator because <laughs> I'm about to kill you. <laughs> I want to ring your neck currently, so maybe we need outside help. I, I have to live out my truth, you know? <laughs> So now I'm living at my truth. Now I'm like, don't get in my face. I'll bust you. I'll bust you up. And I have no problem saying it. Love you, but I'm going to bust you up. Hey. You better watch yourself then. That's, oh, shoot, yeah. That's, there's, that, there's evidence. Never mind. Hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we both work in an escape room. Yes. So we, were, we, we were both have in characters ministry. there. Now we, we do. So we both get to play characters all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, how are you liking it? I've been there for three years. You've yeah. been there for 
almost six months now. Has it already been six months? I started October of last year. So October, December, January, February. Okay. So for like four months. Four months. Okay. How do you like it? It's, It's like giving somebody... It's the ultimate test of how well you can read people. Okay. Yeah. Because I think everything... So you have your like character script for when a person is getting into a room. But then how quickly you can gauge your audience's reaction is how quickly you can have fun with it. Absolutely. So I can... If my group is into what I'm saying, I can add little tidbits to it. I can poke fun a little bit more about yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. saying. I can, yeah, yeah. I can add or take away from the script based on who I'm dealing with. Yeah, you know if your people are cool, and then you're like, oh, I can. Like I've had groups come in, and right away you can tell that they're cool. So then, like, I'll be playing the pirate or whatever, and I'll like throw an arm around them and be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna execute this one first, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody gets into it, and you're like, all right, cool. I had a guy kiss me on the cheek once. Did I tell you about that? No, you never did. I ran a family. It was like middle of COVID too. It was like, it was the height of COVID Mm -hmm. when everybody was like super sensitive and we were still trying to run rooms. And um, I had a family come in and they were from out of state and they were super cool. You could tell right away, nobody was wearing a mask. They were all just like, we're here to have a good time. We're not worried about anything. And they ran the pirate room. And at the end, they wanted to take a big group photo together. And we had just had such a good time. And we're all, you know, arm in arm. I've got the sword. And one, two, three, take the picture. And the dad throws a big kiss on my cheek. And he was, they were just like, thanks for giving us such a good time. Da, 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 da. What a classy fella. I know. It was it was classy. There was something about it. Like, I wasn't uncomfortable. I was like, wow. Thanks, dad. <laughs> you started sobbing. I almost did. I had to leave. I had to like, go back into the monitor room and be like, I'll be right back. Oh, my God. I have to change my outfit. There's my something in my eyes. It's mm, cannon black powder. Black powder. Anyway, yeah, I, I the the escape room has definitely been like having you there. So there were there were times I had moments where I was like, you know, do I keep doing this? Like, I mean, I love it. I love it to death. And like, you know, being there has like I feel like that's another home. It's like you were saying, like the supports mm-hmm. and the escape room for me is like another home. It's like another spot where I go where I'm like, yeah, I'm at home. Like I don't feel like I'm at work there. But there were moments where I was like, man, like, do I keep doing this? Should I be doing something else? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you coming on like reignited my like, all right, no, nah, I'm going to let's keep going. Let's do this for a while. Yeah. Um, the escape room is, is like it's like the thing that I'm going to keep doing until there's like some sort of big, you know, showbiz opportunity. That's like my place. You know, some actors will like work at a coffee shop, like, you know, struggling actors working at coffee shops. That's like the. Right. That old chestnut. Yeah. My old chestnut is working at that escape room playing Captain Anton and Eve Sterwin until I get my big break in a sitcom or whatever. There you go. And, and I think the beautiful thing about working at the escape room and working for small businesses in general is I think a lot of times when you work for big corporations, they say, you're family here. Yeah. And that becomes such a buzzword. Ooh. We treat you like family here. And then I worked at Top Golf before uh, working at the escape room, and we had family meal like on Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays sometimes. And what they served to us, like they served us the extra parts of boneless chicken wings that they couldn't serve to customers. 
And like yikes, like, yikes, yikes, yikes. Hey, your family here. Here's the leftovers. Right. And so, Ooh. so much of the culture there was, hey, your family, but we're gonna treat you like leftovers. Ooh, that'll preach. And that'll preach. <laughs> and every Saturday, I, I show up to the escape room and I bring food. Yeah. I bring meal prep, m- food that I have prepared. Mm. And we end up getting something. Yeah, it's like, you guys want Dion's? You guys want Quarter Celtic? You guys want beer? You're like, Cookies? what? what? Yeah, there's it, everything. It's just absolutely. No, 100%. I, I would agree that that's a big, that, that's the church thing too, right? When you're here, you're family. Everybody's family. Everyone's welcome. It's, it's, it's the church. It's business. It's everywhere. That's like the thing that people think they're supposed to say. Buzzword. Your family. Your family. But it is. It's like, I think we should stop saying that. I think we should stop telling people. Like, because if they are family, then just treat them like family. Right. But if you tell people when you're here, your family, and you don't treat them well, you're training people to believe that the, fa- the family is not a positive thing. Right. And, you, and you're training people... You're like you're saying one thing and then you're doing the quite opposite. I right. I think what I'm learning now more than ever is don't follow someone's words, follow their actions. Yeah. And following their actions is going to show you what they're actually like. Right. Because a person it's really easy to say one thing but then not follow up on that. Yeah. And so what what do what do someone's actions reflect? I was talking to a certain individual, a girl Oh, ooh. And where you now? She was saying one thing and I it made me think, "Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be a nice gentleman." Mm. But her actions were very questionable. Oh dear. And so I'm like, "You know, maybe I shouldn't just believe everything that comes out of people's mouths." It's a good one. It's right back to that news thing. Maybe I shouldn't not yeah. believe everything that I hear over the over the the waves. Yeah, my thing these days is um, I want to uh, mind my own business as much as possible. And I'd like for other people to mind their own business as much as possible. Absolutely. That's like my, that's like my biggest, <laughs> that's like some of my biggest motivations these days. I'm like, am I minding my own business right now? Like I, oh, I can't say that. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to like watch myself. Like, it's just us talking, but I'm like, but there's there could be people listening eventually. There are um, certain environments that I find myself in sometimes mm-hmm. where there's so much opportunity for drama and I just have to keep checking in with myself. Like, like I feel so out of place because I'm like, am I minding my own damn business right now? Okay, let me, there we go. Does check, this, check back in. Minding my own business. Yeah. Does That's, this really concern me? Does this concern no. me? Not, not in the slightest. Does okay. this add any value to me? Not in the slightest. No. So I'm just minding my own business. Um. Yeah, so big, big motivator there. It just provides so much less drama because drama is exhausting. Drama is exhausting. Yeah, and I'm tired enough. I'm a dad. We almost we have a almost one year old. So I don't need any other. I don't need anything else tiring. I think that's the other thing too. I felt the switch actually. We I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I felt the the switch has happened, and it was that day that we talked to you and Mercedes. Mercedes is our other friend. For those listening, Mercedes, I hope you're listening. If you don't, I'm shout out to Mercedes. Pissed if you're not listening to this. Um, but when we were like, "Hey guys, I think we need to stop hanging out like always at night. I think we need to do daytime stuff." It was literally right in that time that mm-hmm. the, the physical mental switch happened. I come home from work and I'm like, I'm not doing anything else. 
Like I used to come home from work and be like, okay, I'm pl- I'm playing this game, I'm watching these videos, I'm blah blah blah. No, I get home, I get in my pajamas, I get into bed, I put on my headphones, I watch an episode of Vikings, and I go to bed. Wow, that's my that's my night. That's very mature of you. I feel like an old man, <laughs> or at least a man. I think this is what men feel. Like. You're, just, you're tired at the end of the day. I think that's what manhood is. You're tired. At the end of the day, you've done it. Right. You took care of your family. You took care of business. You mind your own damn business. You've put food on the table. You, you whooped mother fathers, and uh, of course. And and now you're tired at the end of the day. And I feel like that's pretty satisfying and fulfilling. Like it is getting it is. home from a long day of work is a bit. Like yesterday, Saturdays we have pretty much a full entire day of of work. It's huge. We ran twenty one rooms at the escape room. We were there for ten hours. And afterwards, like I, I went to the ice cream side of work. I got myself Penny made me two very large scoops of ice cream mm. of the Superman ice cream that we have now. Mm. It tastes like Starburst. It was interesting. Yeah, I looked it up. It's like it's uh, cherry. Blue Moon is the flavor. Blue Moon, Vanilla, and Cherry are the flavors. Yeah. It tasted like a Starburst. It was interesting. Um, But I went home. I played a little bit of games, watched some YouTube videos, and went to sleep. You're getting there, man. I know. You're getting close. So I don't know. It's either 29 or it's your first child that switches it entirely. It's the... It's the big switch. I think it's the child that has the switch. I think it's definitely... We definitely handed her the remote. She came out of the womb. She was birthed. <laughs> Please never, <laughs> ever I, make that sound again. I handed her a remote. <laughs> I handed her the dial, and I said, you get to choose how much energy I have at the end of the day. She knocked that B up to 10, <laughs> let me tell you. She, she has, cranked she that. She has cranked it. Cranked yeah. it to dad mode. She's cranked it to daddy mode 100%. And I have no energy at the end of the day. So what other changes have you noticed since becoming a dad in your own life? Um, I'm I'm ready to commit murder at any time. That was a big one. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. I think um, <laughs> having, a, having a daughter especially does two things to you that are complete opposites. Because on one end, it brings out this part of you that like loves so tenderly. Mm-hmm. Like it's she's so sweet, she's so freaking cute and sweet. It's like the most tender, like thing is you adorable. can possibly feel. And then on on the total other side of that is another compartment called "I will chop you to bits." And it's like if you if you hurt the most tender thing in my life, I will make you disappear. So. I think those are the two things. I think all dads of daughters secretly have a cult alliance with other dads of daughters. Oh, absolutely. That say, hey, if anything goes wrong with somebody that's hurt my daughter, I need you to say that I have an alibi and I was at your house. Oh, yeah. I think, like, if somebody hurt my daughter, I'm pretty sure I could call Jack. And, oh, yeah. Like, I, he I would know get for it. a fact, like, I know for a fact that he would take up axes with me and we would, like, strip down to our skivvies and go <laughs> hunt down like animals anybody who caused our daughter's harm like i i just know that so th- yeah that's the change there's like because it's this compa- it compartmentalizes like any any violence or any like ability capability for violence it puts it in a box mm-hmm. called 
do not hurt my family. <laughs> and so it's break like, in case of emergency. I, that's a good break glass in case of emergency. That's a hundred percent it because otherwise I'm the most tender. I'm like so tender. I'm just like, oh my baby baby all the time. Like I'm walking around the house. I'm Elmo 90% of the time. 90% I'm walking la 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 la. I know it's world. Oh hello dear. Like all the time. And then it literally goes from oh hello dear. Welcome to Elmo's world to I will rip you limb from limb if you come near my daughter. Like it's just I don't know. It's scary. It's frightening. I can be um I can go from Sesame Street to to Viking very fast. I think that's why I'm relating to the Vikings so hard. I think that's why I'm obsessed right now. I bought a Berserker axe because I'm like, that's I got a pretty a, sweet axe. It's a sick axe. And like that axe is reserved for boys that think they can come around. The more you F around, the more you <laughs> the more find you out. F around, you find, that's my, that's my F around and find out axe. A hundred percent. Yeah. So we, we should just make a F around and find out. And then at a certain point we just draw an axe. Yes. And once you reach yes. this stage of F around, there's no returning from that. You get an axe. Yeah. Well, there'll be like certain parts on the graph, like axe, 1911, 12-gauge shotgun. Those are, the, those are the levels. Wouldn't it be 1911, 12-gauge, and then axe? Wouldn't you save the axe for... I guess you're right. For like the most brutal of crimes? You're right. No, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it. Because it is. It's like defending my family, blowing you away because you're an obvious threat. Yeah. Or I'm coming after you as a monster. This is personal. You, yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. is this is personal. You have deeply offended me. <laughs> <laughs> now you have triggered me, and so I must chop you apart limb from limb. Yeah, and end your, end your existence. Yeah, I'm just gonna wipe you off the face of the planet. Like I don't know how. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like you, you hear dads talk about stuff like that, or like they get the T-shirt or whatever. But it's like being a dad changes it. It's different. Like, I remember being a teenage boy, and you hear dad, like, you hurt my daughter, and you're like, okay. But now it's like, no, I, you have no idea how capable I am of violence. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, I can be the sweetest person in the world, but I don't know what I'm going to do when, like, some snivelly, pimple-headed vagabond comes around <laughs> and goes, can I take your daughter out? I'm going to be like, bro, you have no, anything you do to my daughter, I do to you 50 times. Like, anything. <laughs> I swear. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to bring him inside. I'm going to go, hey, anything you do to my daughter, I do to you until you're unconscious. <laughs> so Wait, just remember I, that. Like, I think <laughs> I think that puts you in jail. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hold her hand. If you hold her hand, I get to hold your hand for a thousand minutes. How long is a thousand minutes? I don't know how long it is, but it's it's until until you never want to hold her hand again. Get out of here. I'm going to ask Siri. Get out of here with your pimpliness and your... Youth. How long is a thousand minutes? How long is it? What would you like me to convert one thousand minutes to? Hours. It's sixteen point six seven hours. Okay, so almost a day. A full day. A full, yeah. A and I just, day. yeah, I just drag this kid around, just whatever my errands are, taking a poop, whatever it is. No, no, no guy's gonna want to hold her hand until she's out of the house. Uh, you just take a close listen. <laughs> just go back to this podcast if you're <laughs> 16 years down the line. Translation, fatherhood is a level of insanity. It's just in a box. Otherwise, you know, we're just making meals. We're just making meals. We're playing blocks. We're, we're singing Elmo songs. 
we're uh, I loved Elmo as a kid. You know, we're like holding hands. Now she holds my hand. Uh, she holds my hand now. She's 11 months old, and she will take my hand. That's adorable. And we will hold hands and walk across the house. Like that's so cute. From one, so it's like that's me now. Like that's just me. Like in the morning with my like beer belly shirt off and my pajama pants, holding my daughter's hand just to walk her from her bedroom into our room because she's in her own room now. It's just a walk so that she can say good morning to mommy and to doggy. And and so it's that to like, yeah, man, I have an axe. <laughs> so <laughs> I can make you find out what God of War is all about <laughs> if you <laughs> trespass. Yep. That's what it is. I've learned a lot of lessons from Kratos. Read it, boy. Don't don't think about it, boy. <laughs> Close your heart if, to it, boy. If you take Kratos out of context, it's, it's a little weird. It is a little sussy. <laughs> yeah. Don't struggle, boy. Just read it. <laughs> like, Kratos, <laughs> Yo. you could be a better dad. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's settle down a little bit. Yeah. The guy had a, hard, he had a hard run at it, you know? Life and fatherhood. He did. None of us have it that tough. No. None of us are the god of war. No. None of us have gone from mortal to God, back to mortal, and died five times. And back to God. Yeah. Had a kid. Married. Right? Yeah. We don't even know why. Don't tell me if you have answers yet. I'm, you're ahead of me in the game. so I don't have answers. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah. I didn't play any of the other God of War games, so this is I'm a newbie, I and I had either. to go back and watch YouTube videos on what it was all about. I see. Anyway, hey, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the battery here, and I'm looking at the time. Mm-hmm. I think we should... I think we should close it out just Wrap in case. Wrap it up. You know what I mean? I, I wanna, agree. I don't want to lose it. This is the first episode. Hey, consider um, subscribing or following or whatever. This is going to go everywhere. So, so you might be listening Apple on Podcast, Spotify, Spotify, Apple. Yeah, consider giving us a follow. Follow us on TikTok. Oh, for sure. Docs and Crocs Docs on and Crocs on TikTok where we do silly things at work. We, we showed our boss that page the other day. and Mixed emotions. Yeah, mixed emotions. Mixed emotions. Because on one side, like... It's funny because we're funny. On the other side, like we're getting paid to be a bunch of p- buffoons. Yeah, we clock in, and if nobody's there, TikTok, we lose, we lose it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So subscribe, follow along, wherever you're listening, and um, we're just gonna keep doing this. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next time. Peace. Whoop. <laughs>